right thing. You're recording on the right one this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgive me. I don't know if anybody will really care except for you know, Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. I heard he's our number one fan and I heard he's a stickler oh. for sound quality. So well, I apologize to anyone who had to, you know, deal with that. It's because he's a country star. He cares. It's all about that music. And they, yeah. they really care about sound and country music, you know. They do. Like, you know, especially considering the fact that they have to use the exact same backing track for every song that has like a fiddle yeah. and stuff in it. And like a and, mandolin. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the same one from every song and they just put it into a different yeah, one. Like and they're really and paste, they have yeah. to make it sound like it's not the same song, but it usually is. Yeah, it's like Vanilla Ice doing um, Queen. Right? <laughs> it's like no death song goes, dun, 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 dun. and I'll go, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's definitely not going to hold up in court. Yeah, Jeremy and the Vanilla Ice of Hollywood. <laughs> they should have gotten Jimmy Hart. You know, from WCW. Or Vanilla Ice never make that. We it Yeah. Vanilla Ice could do Hawkeye, but I don't think Jeremy Renner could do Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, definitely. But Marky Mark can do both. Marky Mark can do both, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Marky Mark. I don't do, like that yeah. Marky Mark can do things. Like Marky yeah. Mark Say did hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he did it. He did it all. <laughs> he did it all. Wahlburgers. And, and came back to tell his story. Yeah. It's me bringing up Wahlburgers again. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? They opened the one at Covent Garden. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't been. I'm very curious. I was like, that, that was season one banter yeah. really it's for the real yeah. ones for the real ones who are around we the one <laughs> patreon oh jeez fast and furious movies the dude the bagel boston the cinecast the bagel yeah. Yeah. I remember the levels this time yeah 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 the tears Phil and I the were tears. like recording last week and we were like what's one dollar <laughs> yeah. like, dude yeah. what? oh it's a dude is it I forgot it's a dude, <laughs> it's a dude. yeah it's the dude. he the dude oh. she the dude we're all dudes, yeah. Well, uh, dude. Well, we'll never, we'll never get to do live uh, the stuff dudes. anymore. You know, the walking dude. Yeah, I, never again. It was kind of nice that we yeah. we were able to uh, do that one good do our show. live show. Yeah. I that mean, it's just time. it's just a jo- it's like a big joke on us. We just we just reviewed like nine movies all about the end of the world, and now we're like in it. <laughs> it's getting oh worse God, again. Dude, you guys are going through it. Like we've got our first yeah. like reported cases literally just yesterday. Oh, the new strain. Yeah. Yeah. That Omicron. And it was uh, because Omicron. and it was because somebody came back from the UK. So I was like, uh, we well, just ruin everything. Yeah. We don't care about people. Yeah. <laughs> so you call them all. We hate ourselves. Every every day we break a new record, so it's pretty in you know the good thing i mean who's winning really so yeah, yeah exactly we want to make it into the guinness book i don't <laughs> know what you're playing disasters at. yeah of death i'm almost hoping that like by the time this episode goes out it'll be a few weeks like you know after we are sitting here and recording at the moment mm-hmm. on the 17th of december um that we will be past that like insane peak that's been created lately and we'll start to be a little bit of a better place, but good God, I don't know. But we know, you know, silver lining, according mm. to this movie, internet's going to hold out. So we could just oh, keep yeah, recording. Yeah, sure. It just keeps yeah, going. The internet got, keeps going, we, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and there's millions of it. hits. And <laughs> yeah. some kid's documentary about themselves apparently gets millions yeah. of hits. Yeah. And some old guy put up a video inviting people over to his island. Completely normal, completely viral, completely, you know, very trendy. Yeah, that worked. 
And the guy wasn't on YouTube though. The guy had it like saved on his phone. Yeah. Oh, was this pre-pandemic that. or like was this uh like pre- post, could, could the whole po- did he do this? No, did the old guy do this pre-apocalypse or post-apocalypse? Oh, okay. Uh, I think he I thought yeah, I thought it was like my television. I thought it was part of his plan to annoy, you know, like you know, he was sending strangers oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to piss just, them off. I thought yeah. it was part of that plan. <laughs> well, yeah. it's part of the just to game. annoy them slowly over yeah. a, a number of years. That sounds like a good idea, but I don't know if it was clear enough. And I think maybe we should just get into it. Welcome to <laughs> Franchise, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collector, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises or small ones like this one, one film at a time as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good. Basically, those old movies, man, just the original shit. <laughs> what makes a franchise bad? You know, when you just don't know when to quit. And what makes a franchise work? I mean... Those old movies. Not this. Those old movies. I'm your host, Jonathan Foster, and I'm here each and every week with my little last time. Oh my God, Zombie Boy, Phil. Last time, How's it Zombie going, Boy. Phil? You get you get to finally put me down after this. Yeah, yeah. You just have me on a chain. <laughs> I've been number five for agent, and I'm just you know going through the motions. I'm just, what I are your my, motions? I go. Are you chained yeah. to the to the couch, and you're just yeah. pretending to? Oh, I haven't moved, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I I know that when this red light on the microphone goes on and the green light on my camera goes on, I talk about Ooh. zombie movies and I have yeah. coffee to sustain my appetite. I thought we got out of this purgatory, Phil. I mean, but that's the other podcast. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, this one I'm still in. Yeah, we're still here. Ah, uh, damn. Well. Hopefully we'll get you out soon. I think at the end of uh, this season, we'll give you a good headshot and then we'll release you from this. this Thank hell. you. All right. Yeah. And Let's of course we are here each and every week with our ice, ice baby, little zombie. Ariane. Little Who zombie. is it? <laughs> Ariane. My daughter. How's it going, Ariane? How's that Thank little you. SoundCloud Thank career you. working out for you? Hello. It is. Uh, I think I just got bought out by a label. No, I'm kidding. I think Jeremy <laughs> Renner bought out my label. Uh, yeah, you have an exclusive so, deal, like yeah. like the podcast he's sampling, on Spotify. He's sampling a rap song in his country song. Oh, he's um, like trying so to that do that little be, Nas X bullshit. Is, yeah. Yeah, are yeah. there fiddles in it? Are there fiddles in the back? There are mandolins. <laughs> mandolins there are mandolins. Sorry. There are fiddles. There are uh, violas uh, made out of uh, the, the thingy on an arrow that you would shoot an arrow, a bow. Oh, perfect. A like a cross promotion. Um, the bell. Yeah. They're the same thing yeah. in a Hawkeye. None of it's real. None Could, of it's you real. know how ridiculous on set he looks where he's just pulling it back and there's nothing there? Yeah. That's a that's a health and safety thing, Phil. That's when you're producing stuff. You gotta know that. You gotta oh, know that. Oh, it's health and safety. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I heard some of his lyrics on his new uh country rap song are like, take your partner, dosy doe. Now download this app and give me some dough. <laughs> <laughs> rhymes dough with dough, and it's pretty good. Yeah. That's I love when sick, people though. do that. It's pretty sick. It's pretty Bars. sick. Yeah. Yeah. Bars. Bars Baller stuff. Yeah. Buy my album while I'm going to blind this dog. <laughs> or I'm going to take out the other eye. <laughs> we'll take out the other I haven't eye. seen the show. I don't know why yeah. the dog's blind. I'm yeah. assuming the show starts <laughs> with Jeremy Renner just like the dog is just stabbing bad. this dog in the face yeah. for no reason. And he's got the mohawk back. This is he me guessing. old. Yeah. I, I'm not even gonna try. I got I got in trouble for talking shit about that dog on uh, oh, really? Twitter. So did you? Did, did you get me too about the dog? Alone, <laughs> you got me too about the dog. 
It's always sunny somewhere, John, isn't it? I asked why the dog was, uh, oh, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> I, was, I asked the dog, like, I asked why the dog was uh, winking. What does he know about the Jeremy Renner app? And for some yeah, reason, Paul funny. retweeted it. And then, like, I had people and it went viral. like, going, hey, let's oh, lucky get you know, put some respect on that name. And I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> don't you read comic? You've grown up. You fully, you know, you've grown up male. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm old I, man. Don't I you read comic? I can't, man. I was on Twitter earlier and like there was, because we're doing a Bond season at the cinema. I'm probably going to have to cut this mm-hmm. out. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we're inviting the wrong kind of people over. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I, I put something about like out about how it's like, you know, the unofficial Bond films of, also playing a part of it like uh, Casino Royale and cool, Never cool. Say Never Again and someone was mm. like what, what makes them unofficial Bond films and someone replied like they're oh, not made because by they're Ian. not made by Ian the studio so they're not really officially Bond films and then someone was like but the same guy was like, well, um, um, I think you'll actually, find out that they have the rights to make the movies. So what makes them unofficial? Oh like, my shut God. Up. Shut you up. Know what we mean. Shut up. You know about this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, don't care. Yeah. You know who's anal about stuff? Jason Anderson of Toronto Star. He said, Damn. hey, what we got here is just a uh, <laughs> B-movie Western with buckets of gore, which might be fine coming from a Romero wannabe, but not from the genuine article. <laughs> All right. Perry um, Nimeroff of Cinema Blend said, there's something here for enthusiasts to enjoy, but to newcomers or those lacking an appreciation for Romero's work, it is a zombie soap opera. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Sarah Michelle Fetters of moviefreak.com said, there's not much here of merit to talk about. And as much fun as all the hillbilly infighting and gruesome zombie. I mean, there's no hillbillies. I mean, sort of. Uh, infighting and, and gruesome zombie <laughs> killing can be the feeling that we've been down this road before. And it's frustratingly difficult to shake. Yeah, Keith Ulrich of Time Out said, "Another year, another George Romero dead film." But wait, there's plenty to delight in this six zombie eat 'em up. He liked it. Yeah, Stephen Ree of the Philadelphia Inquirer said, "Like the literary monster mashups that have invaded the bestseller list." You think he's talking about Twilight and stuff? <laughs> yes, Definitely. Jonathan. Yes, <laughs> this mixes genres and milieus with absurdist glee. Roger Ebert. Oh, he actually reviewed this one. He said, "After you've seen, oh, I don't know, twenty or thirty zombie movies, you sort of stop caring very much, unless <laughs> something new is going on, as in Zombieland." Man, that dude's like been right there with us this entire time, hasn't yeah. he? You know? Fuck. Got and our boy. Do it. Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema One Craze. <sighs> what, what do you guys all think? All roads lead to death, man. Yeah. What, what did, did you he think? Say, what did he say for Diary? Did he like Diary? I think I he's think liked he... almost all of them. <laughs> then he's going to like <laughs> okay. it, man. If you like no, Diary, you're going to like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys starting to lose credibility for my boy? I never had hey, any. To each their own, man. <laughs> true, but I don't judge true. people on this, yeah. you know? Like, I don't yeah. ask why films are unofficial Bond films. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. I don't see, you know, 
officiality. I don't see Bond films. Yeah. I don't yeah. see. <laughs> I just don't see them. I don't see Bond. I just don't see them. All right. So Felix says Romero still stands tall among ants. Long live Romero. That's it. It's a two-line review. He didn't even talk about the movie. Regardless, that he does. But maybe not from this movie, but that he does. So let's get to it. In an us versus them world, someone puts up a flag, another person tears it down and puts up his own. Pretty soon, no one remembers what started the war in the first place, and the fighting becomes all about those stupid flags. We've reached the summit of the mighty mountain that has been season two of Franchise, and as we stare over the precipice, below we see hordes of zombie media that dreams to have the respect, the clout, the admiration and longevity of the films of George A. Romero. First, we climbed up the gritty rock face of Night of the Living Dead, plenty to grab onto and completely safe. Then we found a comfortable stretch of land that can best be described as delightful, an easy-to-scale hill with Dawn of the Dead. Then we discovered new territory with a completely fresh Day of the Dead before falling into the peaks and valleys of Return of the Living Dead trilogy. Finally, in the home stretch, the toughest part of the journey yet, we find ourselves wondering if we recognize the land anymore. <laughs> so we check our diary and wonder if it's all even worth it. Maybe we should have just left the memories alone like that butt rock band fuel warned us. But with our last step, zombies raging all around us, our final thoughts are about what film Phil? survival of the dead last time anyone counted 53 million people were dying every year 150,000 every day 107 every minute it had become an us versus them world All we were looking for was a place where there was no them. Lousy times make lousy people. All the wrong people are dying. This island needs to be rid of them. We like it here. We think the best way of seeing this through is here. We don't want no place. We want some place. Like where? Like an island. It's an island off the coast of Delaware. Come on over. <laughs> Only families ever lived on this island were yours and mine. No strangers. What are you gonna do with them? They're Muldoons. It's up to me to save them. You can't save a person who's already dead. Somebody's gonna find a cure for this. A beautiful place to live. And to die.
no way out. Will one of you give me some more bullets for this gun? Zombies have taken over the world in a ragtag band of soldiers led by Sarge Crockett, played by Alan Van Sprang, roams the countryside trying to scavenge what they can, scavenge, scavenge what they can, constantly on guard against flesh eaters. The group is intrigued when they hear of a safe haven on Plum Island. But when they arrive, they find the supposed paradise torn apart by a family feud between the patriarchs Patrick O'Flynn Played by Kenneth Walsh, who wants to exterminate all deadheads, and Seamus Muldoon, played by Richard Fitzpatrick, who wants to coexist peacefully with his undead relatives. It's the 2009 zombie western, and sadly, swan song for the late great writer, director, George A. Romero. Hot takes out the gate. Who wants it first? Please. No, no, please. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Cass got the tongue. Um, uh, well, um, when you said last week that, you know, these National Guardsmen might come back, I didn't <laughs> think you meant that literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me neither. Thank you for I that. I thought the concept of them, but then you see this, you know, bootleg Justin Theroux-looking motherfucker, and you're kind of just like, okay, okay, we'll see where this goes. There's a lot of bootleg people in this film. It's a lot of bootleg people. I was like, you look like somebody, but that's not you. Um, the daughter, <laughs> my God, she looks like... The, the daughter looks like bootleg Fiona Apple. Yeah. Um, oh, my does, God. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So Both I was at first perplexed um, <laughs> by, the, by the blood feud. Um... I was like, what is this Gangs of New York? Like, why are all these Irish people beefing right now? And also, where are we? Are we in America? Um, yeah, yeah, I am so confused. Are. I'm so confused. All of this takes are. place in, like, one area somehow. Yeah. I was, like, off the coast of Philadelphia. Off the coast of Pennsylvania. Yeah, are we still in sure. Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Go It's Always Sunny North. Gang is somewhere out there. Because this is in 09. So I yeah. know that those people are somewhere out there surviving they're in the bar. Their teeth. They They're are in the bar. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the bar. They're in the bar, and Frank got bit, but he hasn't turned yet, and it's been like three months. <laughs> he thinks he's special. He's, magic. he's the cure. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. But um, <laughs> I thought it was really. At first, I thought it was really hard to follow, just because I think I wasn't really clear on where any of the characters stood on each other, like how they felt about each other. Like, are we, do they like each other? Do they like each other? Do they care about each other? Um, Isn't the kid that joins them from that? uh, Oh my God. They stuck heads on, on zombie heads on spikes. I was like walking dead tease. Oh my God. But also (laughs) was this a white nationalist group? Because that (laughs) that looked really sus. Like, yeah, yeah. They they were well into this film, I believe, Uh, you know, it still felt like, yeah, Kirkman was Kirkman's well into these last three yeah. films, even so. Even so. There's a shot at the end that I was like, this is literally in <laughs> yeah. The Walking Dead. Like That's the best part a, of the movie, in my it's opinion. It's the best part. It's my favorite shot. That I was the, went, the like, ending. The ending is so fucking good. And so it's like, fucking good. it doesn't it's make good ending. the rest of the films just like, what? That's the thing, which is such a shame <laughs> because 
it's one of those things. Maybe this is me and my fucking horrible film school brain. Where like, if you could do it earlier, why don't you do it earlier? If this is mm. was gonna be the film, why isn't it the film? Why there have to be all this stuff? Mm. You know, I thought it was hilarious that the girl soldier was just jerking off in the beginning of the movie, like yeah, out in the funny. open. I that thought was that pretty, was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. Um, while the other guy was watching late night television, late night television survived. Like if Jimmy yeah. Fallon survived what? the apocalypse and I didn't, I would be so upset. I would yeah. be so mad. <laughs> like I'd be so mad. I think that was a legit, a legit like late night Canadian like broadcaster as well. Uh, so they were just making a weird cameo in the film just as that's, fun entertainment. That's weird. Some oh, fun, fun entertainment during the apocalypse. But yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Existing in this like Wi-Fi yeah. zombie apocalypse. This guy got bored. <laughs> this guy got bored. He doesn't <laughs> really understand what how computers work. You go, it's not a fucking phone. You don't walk yeah, around. Yeah, turn, turn it off. It doesn't have data. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need Wi-Fi, and like, why would any? Especially back then, be, it's not like yeah, it's not like it's you like two thousand nine. Yeah, you, that shit needs to be plugged in. You need an so Ethernet like, cable. Yeah. <laughs> need yeah. to that up. I mean, yeah, you need uh, to There was Wi-Fi back then, but like. You know, it, not as not, widely, the phone not like it sense. is today. The and phone it, yeah. makes sense. And also like, you would like, they had these really horrible dongle things like back then, like that were like, you would need, yeah, like a phone plan to even that's, try to get online. To even have Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. And then, no, yeah, I thought like the stuff that I actually paid attention to were all the stuff when they got on the island. Cause then you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's some story here and it's not just, no, we got to get on the boat. We got to shoot people. <laughs> We the frog, the Muppets oh, survival, survival of, the of the Dead would have been great. Muppets of the Dead. Watch the shit out of that. Yeah. There's, there's a dead guy behind you. Who's the one human you'd cast in that film? Uh, still Jim Parsons. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper yes, would have yeah. been fucking That would have been great. Yeah. Um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. Just do a Christmas Carol. Fuck just it. do a Christmas Carol, but the brains. Little, little, yeah. Um, Tiny Tim doesn't survive uh, polio. Tiny Tim's at the beginning of, of this zombie. movie. Um, yeah. Tiny Tim is at the beginning. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't really care for anything until they got to the island because that's when all the Western stuff started coming in. You know, people yeah. in their cowboy hats and the horses. I thought the other, the twin daughter, the other daughter on the horse, I thought that was so fucking cool. Like that one's cool. He's just a zombie riding yeah. on a horse. That's pretty fucking. Cool. Except it came um, out of nowhere. It's like halfway during the film they decide. Oh, oh yeah, she's actually a twin. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was the girl from the beginning. I was like, no, yeah. Fiona Apple. No. Yeah, it's almost like they were writing the film and they were like, and she's going oh, to be shit. dead. And it's like, fuck, we wrote her. Now she's dead. Fuck, but it works if she's dead because he has like this sort of reason to be all upset and blah blah blah. But then it's like, what if she's a twin? Boom. Yeah. Yes, we don't explain it earlier, but fuck it. it. She's a twin. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the other daughter that betrayed him. Um, <laughs> what so other sad. daughter? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's, uh, it's again, like, I think that last shot um, of when the, the two, uh, like, Irish guys are, they're finished feuding. They're both dead. I even liked it from when they were walking because I thought yeah. that was so cool. And then they, like the big moon and them standing on there. I that, like, it's that shot. It, it's awesome. It's that shot in the walking dead where Shane and Rick finally like have it out. Yeah. and Try to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Kirkwood. I see you. <laughs> yeah. He was I, definitely see, I know what shit. you are. 
I think yeah. did. <laughs> and I love that they're like clicking and it's just click, click, yeah. click. Cause it's just like, they've obviously just wasted Admiral all their bullets. bullets. They've been doing yeah. this. This is just them repeating this over and over, which is a great like sort of round yeah. out of this film of being like, and also all of the Romero films uh, dating back to Dawn of the Dead. They're just going to be doing what they've doing been what doing. Yeah. Um, from the get-go it's just returning back to what they knew yeah. but like that their feud is doomed to repeat itself and there's no way to fucking end it yeah, yeah, yeah. and when like I-, I just realized literally I think once the film ended that oh this time it's not just a blood feud it's because one of them thinks they can feed the zombies other creatures and feed them animals. And I was like, wait, yeah. that's not a thing in this universe? That's not a thing? And when she takes a bite, when Fiona Apple zombie takes a bite out of that horse, you're kind of like, oh. And that's the yeah. ending where they're eating the that's horse. The and there's yeah. a glimpse of yeah. hope. I guess. It's so, yeah, but it's so Weird. badly written so to that lame. point. Like, yeah. You realized, oh, that's what they were trying to say the whole, yeah. that's what they yeah, were. Like, yeah, that's what they were feuding about. Like, cause it's, that's you have so this. Lame. They have this whole thing where it's like they're feuding, and it's like you find out like, oh, one wants to kill them all, which you kind of find out early, and then the other wants them to kind of like live, but you don't realize why he wants them to live, and it's just because he wants them to do something, and blah, and then then it finally becomes clear with that final sort of like scene where he's got them all sort of like like all of his men are pointing guns at all the guardsmen and their crew of mm-hmm. O'Flins. And mm. he's just like, you're going to prove, I'm going to prove that I'm right. And you're going to say that I'm right. You're going to say mm. it. And then it's just like, right about what? And then he finally says something about the zombies eating something other than humans, but it's so unclear and it's so mm. weird. The whole thing feels so muddled. And then you're just left like, but like, how are you going to prove that? And like, <laughs> why does that matter? Like, cause you, how are you like, how are you going how are you going to get the zombies to like eat anything else? Like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, they're going to eat something else besides humans. How are you going to train them to not still want to eat humans? They're fucking zombies. They're going to eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what's if horses are the only thing? That's what they're going to eat. But if people are right there, there's more people. Yeah. Why wouldn't they eat them? Plus, you're on a fucking island. Just be happy that, like. You know, it should be paradise. It's yeah. I mean, like it's Cowboy Island, just, Irish Cowboy. You really island. just have to like wait what a until great you yeah. you clear out all the dead, and then it just becomes a thing of like when someone dies, you have to put them out of their misery. But you have you to know, kill them twice. That's, that's done. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he. I don't know. He he wanted them to. He had them chained up like the mailman. <laughs> Yeah, the mailman and the lumberjack and then they were all just doing their silly little tasks to no avail. Like, because if if the zombies still had, like, you know, strength to chop down some wood, I thought that's actually pretty clever. That's free labor. You don't got to do it. Uh You know, you just got to get the zombie guy to do it. Um, Yeah, just just aim it. Just aim it the (laughs) right way. Um, But no, it's really like, I was literally just like, I'm, I was exhausted watching this film. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like it was. It was wow. a really bad like ending to a career that was so great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And also this uh, this series as well. Like, um, it was yeah, it was just bad. Like, I mm. I was you know I was just going in with a little bit of hope. Um, mm. I knew obviously going in that it was going to be like this crew of the National Guardsmen from the last film. So I kind of had that going in, but I was like hoping, okay, let's try something, something different. Hopefully it'll 
be interesting. And I knew it had this Western angle, but the whole time I was just sort of like, God, I wish he would have just said, fuck it and just do a fucking zombie Western set. Yeah. In That's the what I felt West. like doing with, 1800. Yeah. yeah with it. like fucking, you know, zombies and cowboys and it's just Ranches old. And, yeah. and it's just like, Hey, what would happen if this zombie apocalypse happened back in the 1800s? Could he already done the time jump? Yeah, we don't need that. Which which is muddled things. I mean, this is like the Back to the Future 3 of this Mm. movie. Mm. It's like the black sheep. It's like, yeah, it kind of fits. But it's just like it feels weird. It feels out of place. It, but at least they went back in time to the old west and back to the future. <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. It just feels and that movie slaps. Yeah, that no, I, 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 I like that. It's, it's underrated, <laughs> underrated. But the dog drives a fucking train. <laughs> how can he not like it? The zombie rides a horse. Yeah, it, <laughs> which is again awesome. Yeah, yeah great uh, shot. Cool. There's some good. I felt the same way about the last one really well. Like, there's some mm-hmm. good ideas here. Romero, no matter what, king. Yeah. King of zombies, right? Because nothing mm. touches his OG trilogy. Mm. Nothing, literally. Um, and these ones, this one specifically, I like the idea behind it. I like the story. I like the zombie Western angle. I like the story of the group of dispossessed people just looking for peace and, like, you know, even in the midst of a global pandemic like this you have people holding on to old traditions which is just you know reigniting old feud and people dying for stupid old flags and he sends as much in the movie and yeah. i like that that's a potent theme especially now in the age of Brexit and trump who you know stuff like that yeah and also it's easy to kind of like get lost in picking sides without really kind of realizing who actually is right or wrong. And it almost doesn't even matter because you're just, it's all us versus them, but you realize it's us versus us at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But my problem, and I actually like it being, I don't mind following the squad. I like that it tied in with the last one again, because it felt different from the other movies. They all felt separate. And even land of the dead feels like a sequel to the old one. Mm -hmm. And then diary and survival feel like, two separate things that pushed up, you know, the timeline. And it's like, okay, what if it's happening now? And technology is where it is now. Yeah. And there's lots of shit that doesn't make sense because of that, but I'll ride with it, the <laughs> internet and the phone and stuff and like yeah. how things continue to exist. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know how much, I know Ramiro like wanted to keep going, but I don't feel like he's in it anymore. Like the, my main problem with this movie, it just lacks any urgency any excitement it's not scary anymore it's not fun anymore mm. the ending is good like yeah. could it turn into a big bloodbath and like everything it made clear you understand what the whole thing was about and the actual last shot and what you're left with is really cool and you're like oh that's what he was trying to say and that was worth saying but like everything else is just very middling like you're yeah. saying Ari it's just very like the characters are kind of nothing they're always they always start out as cutouts anyway that's the Ramiro yeah. thing. And then he slowly breaks them down and you really get to know them. But then you don't get to know them here. The last three movies, the, the trend is you don't get to know them. Yeah. They never yeah. change. They never grow. And they just go through a series of events. And if that's part of it, fine. Like the squad essentially act like like the man with no name in a Western, right? Blondie, mm-hmm. like Clint Eastwood, who like a Mad Max they roll into the situation. Yeah. So I don't even mind the whole lead in. It takes yeah. too long. Yeah, with yeah. The boat yeah. and stuff. I don't mind that at the starting point, and then they they end up on this island. They're like, "What the fuck is happening? Why are these families fighting?" 
and but we don't know why the family's not fighting, and everything just looked weird. And I think the allusion to Walking Dead actually really appropriate because it just these just feel like this just feels like another episode in a TV show <laughs> that isn't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those episodes where it's like almost filler, you know, like where yeah, yeah, yeah. like in an Your anime backstory yeah. to the sergeant that was in the first episode. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's why? like yeah. I didn't care about that. Episode. Yeah, you've gotten like dropped in without even like knowing like what's going on and why these people are fighting and you don't really ever learn that. And it's like, you're just kind of like there and mm. it's one of those like, okay, we just need to fill a week cause nothing's actually yeah. happening. And mm. we're just rehashing this idea with the zombies like going back and you know, living out their old lives and they're doing the same thing and they can be taught. And it's like, but we got that. We did yeah, that yeah, already. Yeah, well, we like that. There's no, there's- Where are we going to go from there? Like, that's what we want to know. It feels like a day to dead sort of thing, and yeah. it's very soap operatic. But even the zombies movie like pushed eating, it. like zombies eating uh, something other than humans was like an idea that was played out. Did it better? Day to dead, and then like you know, I know, regardless of your feelings of land of dead, that movie escalated. Yeah, to be it honest, pumped up the yeah. stakes. Yeah, yeah, and I, it made it made reason for it to you know justify its own existence to show the stuff we hadn't seen before. Yeah, in retrospect, after doing these like last two episodes, and even though I did quite enjoy Diary of the Dead in mm-hmm. its own weird way um, last week, like I feel like I've come around a little bit more of like on like you know in retrospect of taking. Like, you know, Land of the Dead was kind of an interesting film and like, you know, it made me respect it a little bit more, like because mm. of like what it what kind of after? was. And then after it's like, all right. Yeah. And yeah, I think Romero had some ideas that he wanted to try to do, but it's just like he was he was running against a clock. And I think that's mm. and he knew that. And I think he knew that it was just something he wanted to get out of his system and try to get done before he ultimately like wasn't able to do them anymore, which meant he had to go back to lower budgets and just like doing it re- as quick as possible. And you could tell it's like the writing feels like it's the first draft that just kind of got rushed through. Yeah. It's like, there's no good substance to it. Cause he's usually like, he's not like the best writer in the world, but he'll give you a few lines that are pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And he was and better. And the ideas are clearer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And he's eventually will flesh out these characters a little bit more. But I think one mm. of the worst things is the special effects. Yeah. Of those last three films have really just plummeted. Well, at least the last two films. Because in Land of the Dead, he obviously had a huge budget. And it was like, here we go. We got like a big budget. We can add in a bit of CGI, but it looks all right. And it's kind of cool. Diary of the Dead, it's like, all right, well, we're going to play with CGI a little bit more because we're doing this as like found footage style. And a lot of the tricks are going to have to be kind of with within the camera or within, you know, like, uh, you know, special effects post-production. This is just like all CGI. It felt, and it's really yeah. some bad CGI. It's all CGI. Mm. Like some of it's good. Some of it's weird. Yeah. The like zombies eyes head popping on out. It's like, it looks like okay, when he lit like the in cigarette, another movie. Yeah. When he that was weird. That was like a cartoon effect. Zombie? I was like, yeah. yes. and then kicked and then judo kicked <laughs> I wish I did that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like that. But that moment, make That's, that the movie. That yeah. from another movie. That mm-hmm. it's from Land yeah. of the Dead. Oh yeah. That totally worked in that movie. In this movie, you're like, what? 
It's like it's like a brief flash yeah. of like. But I didn't realize though that else. the main star, so Alan Van Sprang, was actually in Land of the Dead as well, and I didn't realize that oh. uh, he played Brubaker. So he was just one of the other soldiers that I think gets killed at some point in the film. Oh. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting because then you, Ari, you were about to say something about the the boy. His name is just Boy. Yeah, the boy. No, I yeah. was going to say, is that the kid from Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Like, it is. That is that yeah, him? that is oh Roderick. God, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, brutal. that's Devin, Devin Bostick. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Yeah, Devin Bostick. That kid is the Did kid you prick in this movie. recognize him from anything else that we've talked about lately? Was he in Sevens? He was also in Land of the Dead. He was the wee oh. boy with the Irish, the random Irish crew. <laughs> like, oh, the one the, with the gun? Yeah, the sickly boy. Who was just like, <laughs> is that the Irish gang from this film? <laughs> I um, guess so. I remember saying that Land of Dead. I was like, that feels like a plot point that never yeah. goes anywhere. We just yeah. had to wait two oh, movies, yeah. and it went somewhere. The warring Irish family. The thing is with that, like, oh my god, the the whole. I feel like each act of that film could have been separate films entirely, and they could have said something much more powerful. Like, yeah, these soldiers are now you know, desperate mm. and out of hope for what they were. And then they're on a boat, which is like a fucking boat. Like that's yeah. fucking cool. Cause you can't escape anywhere, you know? And then the Island, if you just drop those soldiers yeah. in and they don't meet either one of the families yet, and they have like two warring perspectives within their group, I felt like that might've been more, I don't know. Like there, but it would have been more interesting to see what that meant because then they're just as blind as we are to what's going on but then again like you said it felt kind of like a first mm. draft so we never really got yeah. there but with Dire of the Dead George A. Romero teamed up with Artfire Productions who gave him basically complete control and they funded the film on spec betting that he'd make a good chunk of that money back on on the back end with DVD sales which it did and they made an okay amount in cinemas as well like i think it was over, well over like a million so it was like a decent little amount for a low budget film and they were all up for backing another romero zombie project and romero was enjoying going back to his roots get the low budget horror end and you know telling the story of the zombie apocalypse from the early stages like you were saying phil you know he went back to the early stages but he's in this you know more modern time and getting to kind of see what it'd be like through that lens mm -hmm. And he decided to do like a proper first, which was bring back a character from a previous film and make them the lead of a proper sequel. So, I mean, like we said in the past, we've had, you know, Blades come back in Land of the Dead, but it's kind of debatable if that's sort of like actually Blades and it's, it's like more. A Marvel cameo. Yeah, it's more of a cameo. It's kind of a like a nod. But uh, <laughs> this is proper character bringing them back. So we had Alan Van Sprang as Sarge Crockett leading the ragtag crew of AWOL National Guardsmen who robbed Jason Creed and his fellow film school students in Dire of the Dead who are now at the center of the story. Romero actually envisioned this to be the first of three films that would spring out of Diary of the Dead. So he originally had the idea of each film dealing with similar themes of conflict in the early stages of the apocalypse and the loss of humanity, but they would all be told stylistically different. So this one would have been like, you know, hey, it's a bit of a Western. He had some ideas for a couple of like future films that would have seen maybe a black and white one. And... Ooh. Maybe one shot in the old Academy 133 ratio. Love that. So in Survival of the Dead, George A. Romero set to tackle war 
with conflicts of disagreements uh, between people that can't be resolved, and whether it's Ireland, the Middle East, or the United States Senate. So he had another idea in mind about an island, thinking it was a logical place that people would want to go during the zombie apocalypse, having touched on that notion in Day of the Dead. So he would have a protagonist, which would be Sarge Crockett, go to this island and find himself in the middle of a war that won't die. And that's when Romero remembered William Wyler's 1958 Western, The Big Country, which saw Gregory Peck, a former sailor who gets caught up in a feud between a family after he retires out west with his fiance. So that's also sort of that sort of, I don't know, Western style of like the Hatfields and McCoy sort of thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just like this fucking war between two families. And with that revelation, he just made you know, his whole crew watched the big country and decided to go full <laughs> on. So that's why they shot it in CinemaScope. He'd only done that one other time, and that was with Land of the Dead. And that was because the studio was like, shoot this in CinemaScope. So he decided, all right, we're going back CinemaScope, and we're not going to mute any of the colors, and it's going to look like one of those old Western movies. So that's the way it kind of looks the way it does. But he's also shooting with probably... I don't know, digital cameras and shit. I don't, I don't know. He might have shot on film, but it mm. it looks doesn't look doesn't like, look it. like it. it. looks very, it looks very, it looks very 2009. Yeah. NBC show. yeah. Like yeah. when Low they just started getting these, like they, when, you know, those, those digital cameras that have the film look just started rolling mm. out, you know, or started becoming more accessible. That's yeah. what it looked like to me. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, after Land of the Dead, Romero moved to Canada. So if you remember, Land of the Dead was shot in Canada because of Mm -hmm. uh, tax incentives. And while he was working on Land of the Dead, he met his third wife. This kind of became pretty funny when I was looking at the timeline of his like marriage and everything because he was previously married to his longtime partner uh, through most of the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s who uh, did a lot of producing with him and stuff and he didn't divorce her until like 2011 or something like that. So <laughs> he met this third wife in 2007 and became a Canadian citizen in 2009. Uh, still hadn't divorced his wife, but he was obviously with this other woman. Eh, whatever. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> throw in a little bit of interesting sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, he would shoot a uh, survival with an entirely well, almost entirely Canadian cast and crew. And again, he cited tax incentives as a reason for shooting in Canada, but he also was living there and he became a Canadian citizen. So that cast would be made up of, of course, Alan Van Sprang as Sarge Nicotine Crockett. We had Athena Carcanis as Tomboy, uh, Stefano Di Matteo as Francisco, who is. I don't know if I like that character. If he's five fucking, minutes, fucking minutes. creepy. <laughs> he's just a creep, and then yeah. you're suddenly, oh, no, I meant to no, like him, no, and he does. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> he had. He does have one of the best. Thing, again, just the idea of it is good. But the actual execution. Maybe the scene is, is too short. It's the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sli- oh, yeah. Swimming, swimming through an ocean of zombies is a terrifying idea. Yeah. Not shot very scary, but it's like, oh, that would be yeah, scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we, of course, have Joris Jarski, who plays Chuck, who is, uh, the, the, I guess, the pal of Sarge uh, Crockett, who gets shot 
uh, and it's sort of like a weird moment because it doesn't look like he should have been shot in that moment. So it's just like, okay. No, I thought he <laughs> saved him because I was like, um, you know, he took a bullet for him. He was full on laughing for like a good couple of minutes. Yeah. If you get shot like that, and you would dies. not be laughing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it like oh. went through him, his shoulder and just went through Chuck. But yeah, I don't know. That That's the sort of thing. We were kind of like out in this... Uh, out in this wild for a long time with all these characters, but like it, it, it I don't know, it just felt like at the end it didn't even matter that whole scene because it was like <laughs> <laughs> they just went on without him and it that doesn't, like, go it didn't go yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. It's just like who cares? Kenneth Welsh plays Patrick O'Flynn. All right, so <laughs> he was uh Captain Courageous, please. Yeah, Captain Courageous, sorry. He played uh Wyndham Earl in Twin Peaks. Uh, and oh. yeah, but in this film, he just comes off like a poor man's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, you know? he does. Definitely. Yeah. He just looks just like him, especially from the like Halloween films, like the Rob yeah, Zombie yeah, Halloween yeah. films. But the Irish thing is so bizarre. Like, I don't know why they were Irish. I, I mean, I saw in an interview with, with, uh, George A. Romero, when they were, someone had asked him, like, why did you make these people Irish? And he was just like, well, I felt like I couldn't make them like a Jew and, you know, an Arab. So I decided to just say, like, why don't you uh, be Irish? You know, the Irish are fighting all the time. But I don't well, get it. with Arab people on an island? That's literally like my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> He's, an Arab He's like, maybe two on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, he, he had said something about, like, how there's these islands off the coast of you know, New England that are populated by Irish people. I mean, maybe there are. I was trying to are look there? up. I was trying to look it up, and I know there's a lot is of Plum Island real. I want to see the It's Always Sunny episode where they buy an island by accident. <laughs> the gang buys the an gang island. The gang buys an island. And they somehow burn it down. Yeah, yeah. and then they or start they sink, it. sink it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, it's like a Lord of the Fly. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It wouldn't be by accident. I'm sh- pretty sure Frank could just accident. buy it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Frank could just buy an island. I'm going to buy this island. <laughs> he thought, like, no, he thought it was Thousand Island sauce, and then it turns out it was a real island. Yeah. He, he bought thousand, a thousand little islands, yeah. and they're just rocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, this whole this whole O'Flynn family. So, you get Kathleen Monroe as Janet O'Flynn and Jane O'Flynn. And they're they're yeah. Jane and Janet. I didn't know yeah. their name. Yeah, I mean, that's the he, thing. He did not give him a chance, just, did he? He just. Well, if he forgets it. one, he had a clue yeah. of what the Damn other one knew. I think you. Damn. No, Jane. It was the one. Jane, one, Jane. The one two. time when. One uh, when whichever twin came and was just like. The, the one that was alive at the end and just gets killed. Um, that one. She got shot in the face. Yeah, she was that Janet. Yeah, so she she explains. Yeah. Her dad shoots her in the she face. Explains the name straight up. Yeah. She didn't even finish her. Yeah, sentence. I wasn't listening. That was fucked up, man. <laughs> that was fucked up. What the hell was that guy's problem? Yeah, so I I just don't understand the whole like idea for the zombies trying to eat something else other than humans with, and it was largely centered around Janet and Jane and the zombie riding a horse, but zombie horse. That's the next one. Zombie horse. Zombie yeah. horse, right? You were saying the, yeah, in Army the of Army the Dead, dead yes. had zombie dogs. Correct. There is a zombie, there's a zombie. Are there zombie horses? There are. Oh, thick. There's one zombie horse. There's one zombie tiger. See, Zack Snyder took it to the next level. Yeah. Just do that. 
just jump to that bit. Jump zombie to, zoo. Okay. We've never seen a zombie island. movie set in a zoo. You know what I mean? Madagascar 4. Oh my god, yes. Of the dead. Noah Baumbach, get on the phone to him. Come on, somebody. <laughs> get, do and go through another divorce. There's a little tree yeah, for Ariane here. The, uh, speaking of horses, that very same horse apparently. Is that Buttons from The Walking it's Dead? It's the, the horse from the pilot of The Walking Dead. Oh, the horse from the pilot. Oh, the, from oh, the okay. pilot, yeah. Which I one's thought it buttons? was the horse that gets eaten. The one in the um, Aaron buttons? and Daryl find a horse. Oh, and yeah, yeah. The horse fully yeah. gets eaten um, the same way. This horse gets, but, oh, I the mean, horse that horse pilot. got eaten in, uh, in the pilot yeah. of Walking Dead as well, to be honest. True, very true. Yeah. Very but true. they show, yeah, so like. I'm a, so it's a good horse. So on that, I like the Walking Dead. They would eat a horse because they fucking eat everything. It's not a revelation. Yeah, no, it's not. Like in in at the end of this movie, it's supposed to mean something, yeah. but it doesn't. But, really. so, but for yeah. some reason, like it makes so much sense on the Walking Dead because I think no, they didn't really care about that aspect. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, these animals are living, and those zombies will eat anything. Mm. So okay, we'll like, anything. We gotta, get, we gotta get out brains, of here. Right? Eat the horses, you know, like that. That makes yeah. perfect sense. But here, I don't know why they gave yeah. it so much thought. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like that was groundbreaking. That was groundbreaking. Was, like we need to we need to call the authorities. We need to let them know they'll eat animals. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was like again, maybe it was George Romero like deciding like fuck, fuck, you know, that fucking bullshit 2004 uh oh, yeah. Dawn of the fuck Dead Zack remake. Exactly. Like, Zack yeah. Snyder's <laughs> zombies wouldn't eat that fucking dog and I'm going to like it's they're gonna eat fuck a your fucking zombie, animal. baby. They're gonna eat. You know? You're gonna eat <laughs> yeah. this horse. Fuck you, vegetarian, whiny millennial. <laughs> yeah. Eat meat. Grandpa says eat meat. <laughs> yeah, and the internet is. Stupid. We're making fun of the mo- probably one of the most woke old men. He's probably been yeah. pretty fucking. Yeah, cool exactly. If yeah. he was still around. No, mad props. <laughs> he would love TikTok. I'm kidding. Yeah, zombie these two TikTok. Don't, these yeah. two movies don't feel like. You know, old man yelled at clouds. Yeah, a little, no, no, no. but not not. <laughs> it not didn't too bad feel because, Grandpa Simpson. It, yeah, because at the yeah. same time, I think you said it already last week. He's embracing mm. the technology yeah. to make the movie, yeah. so he's not. Mm. I think he's actually trying to figure out. Well, at least how it works for him. Diary. He was yeah. like, "How does this shit affect us, really?" And this yeah. is something else. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing here. But it's also such a rural community, and I think I'd understand the isolation of like this is groundbreaking for us because we're not exposed to so much of like, you know, the, the discoveries other people make about the zombies, I guess. Um, it feels, I, I think it, the film itself tries to feel really insular, but he, he makes, it's like every film he has like such huge scale and the more, like some of them feel super intimate, like day of the dead, obviously, but mm. this felt really like he hasn't, it didn't feel like he decided on whether or not he wanted us to know the same things that they did or like the, the characters did, or he didn't want the characters to go beyond any, you know, any actual growth, which is really sad, but that's probably Mm. also not as much, you know, um, again, like you said, like the clock was running out and he probably didn't have time, but we'll never really know. The two reasons Mm. behind this, this uh, garbage (laughs) fire gangs of New York zombie (laughs) film, gangs of Philadelphia. Um, Yeah. Gangs of Zombie Gangs Land. Of Philly. Gangs, Gangs of Zombie Land. Land. It's always yeah. sunny in Zombie Land. We're just we're just workshopping titles for the episode. <laughs> we're just pitching it's always sunny episodes where there are zombies. If community can do it, so can they. Yeah. I mean they did. <laughs> they did. That's true. I forgot. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, wedding they did, episode. They did. they did the wedding. Where, yeah, yeah. Oh, the wedding bass, episode. Basketball zombies. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the one where they they don't they're going through like withdrawal. Oh like, yeah, I mean it's good. yeah, I mean you can kind of because they have a great, kind of similar. a great any sort episode of about crack episode. Um, pandemic. It's the yeah. pandemic. Episode. Thank you. Yeah, I. Yeah. I, me and Julia, and I probably shouldn't say this because, like, I, you know, it's, you know, I don't want anybody to nick my ideas, but Julia and I always talk about how great it would be to write an episode and send it to the Trailer Park Boys guys about, like, mm-hmm. them uh, getting caught up in yeah. a zombie episode, which would be probably just them, like, really, or Ricky probably just super fucking high and then just starts hallucinating <laughs> that zombies are everywhere and he's just calling them zombies. And <laughs> the zombies. And he like gets bitten and for some reason he just won't die. Like, you know, it's just like and it's because he like smokes so much weed that it's like a cure. The virus <laughs> won't take. Yeah. yeah. The cure for zombie. Yeah. Uh well, we got some music here in this film, and again, it's just more modern horror music. It it's from this time Robert Carley. I mean, it's I don't know, it is what it is. I kind of stopped caring about the last few films i came it's a little, just there i man. was editing the land of the dead episode and i kind of came around on the main theme or whatever that's mm-hmm. it's okay like playing on the piano but it's still kind of like overall kind of a boring score i mean you know just modern horror music and i'm not a fan of i prefer the 80s shit it's so much better yeah, but definitely. whatever survival of the dead was shot in and around port dover in toronto canada it, upon its release mm. in September 2009, George A. Romero's Survival of the Dead was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival, where it actually surprisingly was screened for the top prize of the Golden Lion. Did it win? No, uh, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> like Dune? I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> the film was released on DVD in the UK in March of 2010 before it was released on VOD in America in April 2010, and it would be screened in Madison Square Park with George A. Romero in person for the first 300 participants after a zombie walk. Then the film was aired for one night only on HDNet movies uh, on the 26th of May 2010, and then it would finally come to American cinemas uh, in about 20, only 20 theaters on the 28th of May 2010 to an opening weekend gross of $43,757. Overall, the film would gross only $143,191 worldwide on a $4 million budget. God damn. But I don't know what it made on the back end. Probably uh, a lot on... Similarly to the, the previous film, they were more so banking on that. But yeah, I couldn't sure. find the details. I don't know. Um, but with the... Given the fact that Romero never made those two films that he wanted to do, yeah, I'm assuming maybe it didn't do as well, and mm. Art Fire wasn't as interested to continue with his projects. Mm. I don't really know what happened there because Romero had ideas and he was talking about it and he seemed really excited and he wanted to do them like back to back, but I'm assuming it just kind of wasn't working anymore. And Hollywood, I. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because Romero didn't want to do it again, but I mean, he made a lot of money with Land of the Dead. And mm. you would think Hollywood would be willing to continue to work with him, but he apparently didn't enjoy it as much and he preferred to do them low budget. But, you know, if you just yeah. kind of think about a few years later, you know, you have guys like old school dudes like George Miller doing like, you know, Fury Mad Road. Max. 
And what Romero wanted to do after sounds like it could have been in that similar vein. Yeah. Just give him all the money and all the creative control. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would love to see what yeah. he'd come up with. Would have been insane. And give him time. Yeah. I think the biggest time. problem with these movies, no, they, they're fucking back to back, dude. Yeah, yeah. The other one oh, yeah. he got maybe didn't have the luxury, but like the last one, the fucking 10 year yeah. normal between each one. Yeah. He had time like to refine years. and rewrite and rewrite. And even like one, Day to Dead was apparently quite compromised. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it would it wanted he wanted it to be a quite big thing and ended up being a very little thing. But that little thing is so much more effective than the big you know thing. the big thing. Yeah, like it better than Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead is huge in comparison. Yeah. Um. So I think time, time and money, yeah. probably time, needed. money, and like yeah, just scale because that's that's that was one thing I thought he was so good at because. Night of the Living Dead, obviously, it's so simple. You know, like the even the yeah. premise, the settings, everything, it's so simple, but it's really, really powerful. And he mm. he's good at stuff like that. Um, and once and and there's so much potential for stuff like Land of the Dead to be good. Because I would love to see a fucking like Mad Max zombie thing, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't that. Sure. It was, you know, there's a lot of interference from I guess the studio. And again, like you said, time and it just feels like you know he got the short end of the stick and so did the audience and that's yeah. really really sad um well yeah. But, yeah critics were pretty much all but done with romero zombie films after this one many thought it was pretty uninspired and lacked any new ideas leslie uh Felperin of variety called it steeped in fan pleasing gore but woefully thin on ideas originality beyond new zombie offing methods or directorial flair uh, Brad Miska of Bloody Disgusting rated it 1.5 out of 5 stars and wrote that the film lacks a clear protagonist, antagonist, and a theme. So on July the 30th of 2017, though, film critic Scout uh, Tafoya of Roger, uh, RogerEbert.com included Survival of the Dead on his video series The Unloved, where he highlights films which receive mixed to negative reviews yet he believes to have some artistic value. I think this is something kind of like Diary of the Dead kind of finds itself in as well, that uh, people actually, some people come around on these films, but I don't know. Mm. I wasn't as, you know, wasn't into I'm not eager it. to return to these movies. Yeah. No, same. I, do, I don't, but I would, I would obviously agree that they have artistic value. George mm-hmm. A. Romero. Yeah. <laughs> or was Scout Tafoya said in their... Uh, their little video that the film's savage reception from critics could possibly be the reason for the absence of films being made before Romero's death, a tragedy because survival of the dead, a deeply weird, but singularly Romero esque Western is one of the most searing chapters in the book of tribalism and the search for happiness. He'd been writing Mm -hmm. with every film he made during his career. Romero's most endearing quality may have been that he never ceased imagining that there could be a place for the poor and tired to finally find peace. Feel like their own masters, all they had to do was let go of the rituals and cruelties, but some still grip the old world like a life preserver. I mean, I like that idea. I mean, very true. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's true. But he also did that in Day of the Dead. Yeah. 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 That happened in Day of the we've Dead. We've seen those stories played out. Again, I mean, in some respects, as much as the idea of something like Land of the Dead being cool and, you know, I think 
part of the problem with these films was like it was time and Romero like skipped the 90s and I think Mm. he was trying to do everything kind of like per decade and it felt like oh do I owe people you know you know just to do a few like really fast to catch up because I missed the 90s but I don't know I think I would have just left it alone but yeah. I mean, let me keep Land of the Dead. I like Land of the Dead. Yeah. Let me keep yeah, we one. can keep it. Just <laughs> that's that's, the, very, that's, the last that's one. a very like naive one. If you yeah. had made that naive, it, it would have been, been crazy. Yeah. And then yeah. and then if he waited 10 years and really worked on diary and mm-hmm. he saw this emerging technology and yeah, like, social media and stuff yeah. and like and then that he had like a really fully fledged diary of the dead, I think that would have hit. Yeah, and then I don't know what he would have done after. I don't know if it would have become viable, or if he might have just gone back and started playing with uh-huh. genres towards yeah, the yeah. end. Could that seem to be what he was interested in? I yeah. mean, I feel like if survival, like I, I liked what you just read, John, because I, I, there were some parts of it where I did felt like that, where I'm like, oh, I kind of get this, like, oh, I yeah. kind of yeah. like this, and it, it feels like it could be redeemable. But again, it's that thing of, um. Like these people, I, I wish again. I wish I cared more for them to give them that grace of like, this is the idea that you're trying to do. The this is the hope you're trying to represent. You know, like. But then also, I feel like it does reflect um, what this was like 2009. The mm. you know the financial crash that just happened, and it's that whole thing of humans repeating the same mistakes over and over, especially now because yeah. our mistakes are so well documented and <laughs> internet um, forever internet Oof. internet's forever and the way people talk about the, the on the internet and talk about the internet um is so is ugh, so gross yeah. but it's also <laughs> like all we have and that's the, the lexicon and i think again romero's on the money ahead of, ahead of his time again to like yeah. just just even the small stuff like what's his face the, the bald guy that dies and the way he he's on his fucking laptop all the time trying to feel something and then you have the kid with information yeah. You know, and then you go on the island and they they don't give a shit about that. They're just yeah. trying to, to to live. So I think again Romero's on the money, but it's just muddled. It needed it? a bit more money. Yeah, yeah. it feels muddled. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like exactly there's something it. there. It's just muddled. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to but like we shouldn't be the ones to dig it out, you know, Definitely even though not. we do. He just needed but, a um, few more drafts. <laughs> yeah, a few more drafts, maybe a yeah. couple thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. This is the final chapter of Romero's legacy. Like I said, he had planned to do a couple more films following uh, different characters from Diary of the Dead if he was allowed, um, and those would have shut off into a couple more films. But those never happened. In 2017, Romero announced that he was producing Road of the Dead, a film written by and would be directed by Matt Berman, uh, who was used as a second unit director on all three of the second dead trilogy films. So he was good friends with Romero and Romero trusted him and Romero would have been producer. Um, the idea would see zombie prisoners. I think, all right, so Ariane's going to love this. The mm-hmm. idea would have seen zombie prisoners uh, mm-hmm. as basically race car drivers in a <gasps> modern day coliseum for the entertainment of wealthy humans. In 2017, a poster was released and Romero said of the film, there's a scientist there doing genetic experiments trying to make zombies stop eating us. So he still would have been playing on the idea. Mm-hmm. And he discovered that with a little tampering, they can recall certain memory skills that enable them to drive in these races. And I quote, this is what he says. 
it's really the Fast and the Furious with zombies. Romero, 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 that's my guy right there. Also, when you said Prisoner of Zombies, I went Walking Dead season three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that sounds really good, and yeah. that sounds like a logical next step post land. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, that Fast feels like fitting. Zombies. That's everything I could have ever yeah. wanted and more. <laughs> well, unfortunately, three days later, on July the sixteenth. 2017, George A. Romero would pass away from lung cancer at the age of 77, mm. leaving Fuck. doubt if Road of the Dead would ever get made. Uh, apparently, a project I think might have gotten used in comics or is going to. I'm not really sure. But a film Someone project that, up. that Romero was working on secretly that not it, not many people knew that he was doing called Twilight of the Dead oh could possibly that? see the light of day. And that is with this. help of his... Widow Suzanne, who at the time of his death, um, she basically like was helping put this into development, and that would have been the final chapter in the in Romero's zombie series. And Twilight of the Dead would have picked up after Land of the Dead, and it would have shown how the evolution of the intelligent zombie leader Big Daddy had changed the post-apocalyptic landscape for both the living and the dead. So it would have picked up like I think he really was like. Where did they go at the end of Land of the Dead? And they just walked off and would have followed them. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I, I, I hope it gets made. He had written a treatment for it, and he did it with this writer named Paolo Zelati, who uh, apparently was given permission by Romero's widow, Suzanne, to basically finish the film to complete the script and make Twilight the Dead. So who knows? I love that. It's Fast and Furious Zombies and Twilight of the Dead. It's like he's inside my brain. <laughs> he's it. inside this podcast. He's inside, yeah, he's this, inside podcast. this podcast. He's uh, calling his shot. New De Palma alert. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one for the real Final ones. rankings <laughs> for this, uh, this trilogy here. Where are we going? Um, I think pretty easy. It's, uh, I think it's one, two, three. I, I would land. have to agree as well. Yeah. yeah. Land was my fave and then Dire and then Survival. They just yeah. get weaker and weaker. Yeah, I think on in retrospect, uh, I'm kind of having to go the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like I did enjoy Diary a little bit more than, you know, I thought I would. But, mm. and I think at the time of recording, I might have said I liked it more. But actually in retrospect... Like, I mean, come on. You just got to do so much with Land of the Dead. It's one I would go back to. Yeah. For sure. If I'm like sitting down, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing, you know, I feel, if I sit down, I'm like, I feel like watching some Romero movies. I would do the original and I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's stick on Land of the Dead. It feels like the only real sequel to them. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. others, they just feel very separate. It just, I don't know. And they I just like don't that it's a bit us. more of a genre thing, you know. Yeah. It felt very of the time, and it felt it like, leans into it. Yeah, if I didn't want to, th- if if I wanted to watch The Matrix, but I didn't want to think, I'll put all of the tech. <laughs> Good, yeah. 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 Good call, yeah. definitely. All right, well, that's us wrapping up the mm-hmm. second Dead trilogy, and before we wrap up, put a bow on season two. You want to mm-hmm. join us immediately after this? It will be. <laughs> Giving our favorite, the Talking Dead. 
we're gonna we're gonna hey. yeah, it's the talking dead of this <laughs> uh of this podcast so it's gonna be a wrap-up episode like we did for season one and we'll be giving basically our i'm gonna ask you guys what's your favorite movie of the bunch and discuss our favorite moments maybe from the season uh, which will also be unveiling where our journey takes us for the next season season three of franchise so you want to check that out it's in your feed right now as the same time this episode went out that episode's there so check it out as always you guys can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show hit us up and if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over there on apple Podcasts. You know, those rating reviews, I know it's annoying when people ask you to do that, but if you do it, it helps grow this show and we can continue to do more. Find out in that wrap-up of Season 2 what's going on for Season 3 and our final thoughts on this zombie madness, and it's in your feed right now. Right now. 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 <laughs> okay. We'll see you in a bit, guys. Yeah. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, Head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.